Rants at the Movies, a podcast that recently started ranting about DC animated films. I'm one of your hosts in Jack of All Trades Mono, and she's the inventor of the underground pneumatic coffin transport system. It's my co-host and master of none, Kira. I fucking wish I was. I'm pretty sure there's a way that if you integrate like some screens, you can basically end up with a pile of dust at the end. <laughs> and it's like, you know, a, a less I, harrowing... I just want to know why... It was to, to move the coffins to from, the cemeteries. Just do it the traditional way. What, trains? Any way other than an underground pneumatic tube system. It's just bizarre. Trains are by road. That's still like the way we do it. Like, yeah, by road is fine. In the back of a car. <laughs> Fucking... But it's through Gotham, so yeah, no. Well, I Transport suppose issues. it's the implication that there's that many that have to be transported. Yeah, I think it's like an integrated system from like all the hospitals. From the hospitals. Just just drop the coffin down yeah. the hole there and drop it into the old pneumatic coffin system. That, yeah, Grammy broke the bloody speed of sound. Yeah, the old... And her hip. <laughs> the old PCS. The pneumatic coffin system. Anyway, um, we're... I was like, P? I forgot that pneumatic started with P for a second. Anyway, we are ranting Gotham Knight today. And that is Knight with a T, not Knights with a T-S, like I said last week, because that is either a video game or that show on the CW. Yeah, not neither, that one. Neither of which are we ranting no, about today. No, not that one. This was from 2005? 2000 and... No, not no. 2005, because that was Batman Begins, I think. This is, in between, this is supposed to be like in between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Yeah, because this is like this is 2008, kind, by Yeah, way. it's kind of an animatrix... Style, but more in line with uh, fucking blah, like a Chronicles of Red Dick Dark Fury kind of fills in the gaps. Yes, yeah. Um, it, Whereas yeah, Dark set, Fury is like one storyline. This is like an anthology. Yeah, it's set between the two no, the first two Nolan films. I was about to say the two Nolan films. I wish there was only two Nolan films, but that's a different. In story my mind, altogether. there is only two Nolan films. But yeah, it's supposed to be set between them, but the directors have said it can kind of fit in any old Batman continuity, which it more or less can. Uh, yeah. With the exception of everybody being crazy in the Narrows. That's a very yeah, Nolan-specific thing. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, the Narrows is one gigantic prison colony now. And you're like, oh, okay, I know Gotham was bad, but... <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's after... It's asylum. So I assume it's supposed to be after Scarecrow made everybody in the Narrows go nuts. Yeah, it's the events, the ending events of the first film, if you mm. haven't seen it. Sorry. Uh, you're mean, not... Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, Everybody's seen it at this point. <laughs> going to see it with a very good friend of mine before he went in for open heart surgery. Oh, and then he thought he was Batman when, when he, he came, came around. around from surgery. Yeah. Um, yeah, very fun memory of Batman Begins and going to see that in the cinema. But yeah, where where all the other DC, well, most of the other DC animated films, there's a few that are like um, originals and things like that. This is the only one of the earlier ones anyway that's not based on a comic book run. No, yeah, as we said, it's set between the two films. Yeah, and it, was, just, it was more of a, a tie-in to those. For yeah. here's some stuff that's halfway through because we aren't finished in like post-production. <laughs> um, I I don't know where it came from specifically, actually, because this one doesn't really have any special features. Um, I think it was just 
Yeah, this just kind of exists out there on like collections. Yeah, I, I think, don't think it I got think... its own release or anything. It's no, it did. It public, did. It? Yeah, it, it did, and it even got a limited uh, cinema release in Australia when there was like a Madman Anime Festival on there. Oh, sweet! But uh, yeah, it just for whatever reason it, it's released under the DC AUAOM that whole big thing. Yeah, well, um, it is Kevin Conroy. And yes, that's like a lot of a lot it. of the team is like it's, it's Andrea Romano doing all the voice direction and casting because she's just incredible at that yeah the, like. <laughs> the, the voice casting and in particular Kevin Conroy are one of the things that I really like about this Oh, Kevin Conroy oh, yeah. oh, oh thanks for reminding me well better now than later when it's one of the ones with Mark Hamill uh, d- d- yeah I suppose um, yeah I forgot I completely forgot God, yeah that. No, that was a very very sad day I was in work that day and I was so upset for my entire shift yeah I would have been happy in my ignorance there yeah um, but yeah, no, the voice casting is great. It is great to have Kevin Conroy in it. He is the voice. He is cause... Batman to me, and he always will be. He is the Batman that we grew up listening to. He voiced like him in most of the games. Yeah, nearly until mo- until these came along. Actually, until these he's... these series of films came along, he I'm... was the Batman voice I was most familiar that, with. That and Mark Hamill's Joker, and then these gave options out to people because they. Because they jump around in different characters' timelines and lives, yeah. voices that we associate with them mm. are like from a very specific period. So when they yeah. go back to like younger characters, and they when they did like resets on timelines, mm. and they started with younger voice actors and have stayed with them as their voices have matured, and the act and the characters have grown up in the stories, which is quite fun. Um, and actually, on that, they had wanted to get somebody else to play young Bruce in the in this. Yeah, young but Bruce Kevin is such a Conroy, shit. No, no, no. You know when he's in, like at the flashbacks in India. Yeah. But Kevin Conroy was like, "No, let me do it," and they were like, "Okay, <laughs> fuck it." I did enjoy this more than I was expecting to because we said last week or possibly it's the not week before, the strongest. It's not the strongest, and it's still not the strongest. But there was more to enjoy than I remembered. I've pinpointed my problem with this. I really, well, it, really dislike the first story. Yeah, well, I was going to say, well, before... We, before I start venting my... my <laughs> well, also, it's, it's the first story, so yeah. we'll do a quick summary, and then we you can say why you don't like it. Okay. <laughs> Six connected stories show an early Batman as he establishes himself as a force for good in Gotham and decides what kind of hero he wants to be. Does it? Yeah, it's really early on. Um, yeah. it's, it's early, early Batman. The very first story, it's... I get what they were going for and it's a really good introduction to it because it's four kids or four teenagers hanging out and they're talking about this new vigilante and they're doing that whole urban legend thing that kids do. We did it. Now, in fairness, we both grew up in rural areas so we had like witches' houses. Oh yeah, there, there's always... Like, oh yeah, or the, the, the... We didn't have like, oh, there's a guy going around being up people... in and, the woods or whatever. Yeah. Or, but yeah, the, we didn't have any vigilante urban myths. Yeah, and like in fairness, bad. the most dangerous thing to us as kids were like electric fences. <laughs> Well, at least for me, where I grew up, there was, yeah, everybody I knew had at least one run well, with an know, electric if, fence. If either of us went skateboarding down the docks, we probably would have had some more dangerous was, Yeah, like we didn't, hang out. we didn't hang out in docks. We, I, Well, I know I was mostly forest and field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, drinking in the forest. Drinking, drinking in the, the forest, fields. drinking on the beach. 
But um, <laughs> dying in a I, dying of a hangover. Yeah, the I, I don't really like this one at all. And uh, when I was thinking back on it, this was one of the only ones really that I could remember. And, yeah, and I was like, and oh, I think oh, it stands garbage. It, it, <laughs> I like, yeah, I get the whole thing of it's it's teenagers trying to one up each other, and they've all seen this thing, and they're like trying to make embellish it, it, yeah, and making up these boogeyman stories, and it's how these legends and these urban legends like start as kids telling stories, mm. and oh, I heard this, and I heard that. And I get what they're doing with it. And the stories themselves aren't bad. Like, they're actually quite fun. And the way the kids are talking to each other is really fun. When they're like, shut uh, up, I'm making it better. Like, the, some of the they lines, know that they're like... No, some of their lines of dialogue are terrible. They are they terrible. Because they try to make them so urban. Yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better word. But most of the banter, it's it's quite natural. And it is kids being like, I saw this and I saw that. Yeah, I, and uh, uh, that's bullshit. But Yeah, yeah and calling each other right on it. But I think the thing I dislike the most about it, and it affects the way I watch it so much, is that I really don't like the animation style. Yeah, n- n- nail on the head. I, I don't like it to the point that I, if I'm just sitting listening to it, it's fine. But watching it, it just does something to, it makes, it's if, like nails on a chalkboard. It's almost that kind of reaction to it. If we weren't watching this for the podcast and now, I, I now that we are it. podcasting about it at any future time that I watch this I will skip past that first story I just I can't I just, it just doesn't drive with me it, it was like um, in a diabolical legs. they all have these weird fucking five mile wide like crotches with little skinny toothpick legs Mm. On like stuck to the outside and it's just I don't know I don't, why it bothers me so much because I don't mind some of the stuff like you've got each kid that has seen Batman like you've got where he moves like a shadow and that I really like that yeah there's shadow, shadow bat I don't like demon bat well like flying bat, bat. And I don't like, like the actual bat. like Batman bat I think, I think the robot looks stupid. Yeah. Well I think a lot of it looks stupid but I, I just, like I, I actually like, like the Batman at the end of the story He's the best of the four, four but yeah. he's supposed to be the actual the Batman. Um, like, and I get that, the way it's done, and I really enjoy that aspect of it that they have them, you know, each kid saw something slightly different. Mm. Um, I have some issues with the safety on the top of that tower and that railing. <laughs> yes. Because that's not safe. I, like, that is not not a good idea. Um, I, yeah, I really don't like this story. I don't like the animation Particularly in any of the stories, it's not really. This is my... the wor- This is the most jarring. But the, yeah, this is the one that I really just. He's got don't super like. pointy I, ears, though. I can't get past animation. I don't like unless you've got a really, really good story, like um, or really, really good jokes. If it's a comedy, like yeah. I, I, I couldn't watch that twelve ounce mouse. That just pissed me off. Yeah, but that's kind of the way I we kind of. Ha- I had one. the same thing as well with fucking diabolical and the one that was the guys that did Rick and Morty and because well, I that wasn't I, the animation style so I'm predisposed to, to not like their writing style and I was mm. like I, I was going into it going I'll give it a shot but like I was looking for things to pick out of it yeah and I would have been pleasantly surprised by it and in this I am like it's just not for me <laughs> I get what they were doing with it and I can appreciate it I would probably just skip it yeah, in the future like, yeah no I, I like, it doesn't it's, the rest of the five stories kind of seem to be connected to each other. This well, one first... is the one that you can kind of ignore. Yeah, there's nothing in this that would make you confused if you just skip to the second one because it's just the only connection is the fact that the guy they're it's transporting the, 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 in the second one is the guy, the bad guy from, from the first, the first one. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah. but it's just uh, you don't need to know that. It's just that. Oh, look, Batman's just dropped off another person the, in Gordon's office. Yeah, narratively not much happens in the first story. No. So, 
Next. Yeah. Next is, oh, sorry, the first one was called Have I Got a Story for You. The second one is Crossfire. And that's the one with, with the, the two, two cops. Yeah, with um, Alan and Ramirez. And this is where you get to go into the Narrows. And I have so many questions. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, I'm still not overly down with the animation in this one, but there's a couple of things I do. Like Flamey Batman. Flamey Batman. I appreciate, I like the animation style on this because it's very reminiscent of the comic book panels. Yeah. Of, of certain, there's a couple of different artists that have very much work in that style and it's when, very reminiscent of that and big explosions. And when we were watching it, you said that that animation style in particular worked better when it was much more static images and, and not when, a lot of Yeah, when you have you like this, so right. the still with the pan mm. behind it. Except for when the car blows up and Alan gets blown like six stories high and lands on the roof and is fine. And then he jumps out of a window four stories up and doesn't break a leg either. I'm pretty sure he's bionic. <laughs> bionic Alan. Bionic Alan. Bionic Bally. But yeah, no, it's fun. Um, The Narrows are insane. Well, yeah, they've just been abandoned yeah slash, they just they just put up a whole lot of like chicken wire and barbed wire and went yep and lifted do. raised it all the br- raised it raised it raised yeah, all not, the bridges and just left it and they're like oh yeah you know drive on and, up well, to yeah, the reception building there. just like wind up your window it's like so you this it like it actually you go through more security trying to get into Longmead Safari Park well yeah and they're like yeah lions and shit in there can eat you but we don't want to hurt the lions so that's why you go through more security but I, I think it is just supposed to be they, they were all the crazies from the Narrows yeah and they're all inmates from Malcolm and you just drive up the road with fences on either side of you to the main building release but still them. yeah it, not not great but Rob Paulson as Moroni is fun yeah I do enjoy Moroni I've always enjoyed Moroni and that there's no way they survived in that car well nobody takes cover at all in that, that firefight I know it's brilliant I like the Russian as well because I always enjoy the mobsters of Gotham Mm. because the mobs like you've got the villains the all the doctor villains because they all have PhDs most of them yes um but then the mobsters are are a completely different level of insanity yeah and and ridiculousness and the you know it's like oh my god it's the Russian oh it's Moroni they're just. They're very extra and yeah. I enjoy it. And I suppose you kind of have to be if you want to survive in Gotham yeah. as a not super villain and just a plain old villain. And not have the penguin mash you either. Yeah, well, he straddles that line between both really, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, because he's got the, the, ice kill, the iceberg lounge. Well, he traditionally dabbles in... Um, his crimes are very mob-type yeah, crimes. Yeah, and stolen but his, artwork his, a lot. His manner of just going about is very super villainy with his, his gadgets and his... Is lounges and stuff like that. Yeah. But he doesn't appear, uh, unfortunately. No, and I do enjoy just, a penguin. Just Scarecrow, Croc and Deadshot are your oh, three big It villains. is worth getting if you ever find uh, Lego did a fantastic penguin car years back. Oh, it's the one from the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, with the long white like rolls front on it. And yeah. I have it and it, it's fantastic. If you ever see it, get it. What we have having. much Lego. <laughs> um, I've literally all the cars. There's... There's not really an awful lot of a story going on in this one. It's the two guys. This is more get to caught do up in the firefight, and it's about Alan. Well, story wise, it's about Alan. And yeah, because Alan's not from. He's not from Gotham. Um, he thinks that the Batman is a vigilante, which is technically, well, he is, technically yeah, which is the best type of correct. And he's having issues coming to terms with this, and he can't understand why all the other cops are okay with this. And you do get that kind of explanation from Ramirez, who's like, you're not from here, you don't understand, I'm not, you know, ashamed to be a cop. 
and that yeah oh, we're going to turn a blind eye to this guy because this guy is finally able to do the things that, that we haven't been, been able to do to because of the corruption that was inherent in the police department the whole way up the chain mm. and this guy's outside of it but it's the only way that things can become better yeah so they're willing to bend the rules but also his his whole thing is like we shouldn't be transport uh, transporting this criminal for Batman and running errands for a vigilante when we could be stopping a gang war, and um, then gets caught up in the middle. When of the they gang get caught war. up in the middle of the gang war, Batman shows up anyway to stop it, regardless of yeah. what they were doing. So he, he's kind of like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, and he saves Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, he well. saves them both. Really, and then it's like, oh, you're on major crimes. Gordon Ham picked you. You must be a good person. And it's like, fuck you, Alan. <laughs> Yeah. Up yours. Um, I don't mind that one as much. It's it's some of the later ones that I prefer. No, I um, like that one because it's nice to see that it's kind of like the effect that Batman has had on the city. Mm. Like, uh, it or is w- starting to, to have, have anyway. Yeah, because on one hand, you've got the Narrows, which is just like a hell. Mm. Um, and then they're in the Tri-Corners, which is gang territory. Yeah, with that lovely message on the wall that's like, if you lived here, you'd, if you lived here, you'd be dead by now. <laughs> But then in, in the next story, Field Test, you get to see, okay, it, it's there is some Batman, but it's more about Bruce. Yeah, you get Bruce to see with Bruce's the, the rich morality dude. and his, the way he's starting to think about things. That's Field Test. Yeah. And and yeah, you've got K-poppy Bruce. Oh my God, he looks like he's 12. Yeah, K-pop Bruce is a bit weird. And also what is with every... As, he does... There's this side angle they keep drawing him at. That's this, like, weird, coquettish, like, flirty, over-the-shoulder kind of look. That's like, <laughs> ugh. And it's just, like, light, flight, like, fling. Particularly when he says when the, the He's just, yeah. sleazy contract uh, or sleazy developer guy is, like, uh, blonde or brunette, and he goes half Italian, half Russian, yeah. and gives him this look. And he's like, ching! And then gets into his weird cowl. He looks like Owl Man. I don't like it. His nose is way too pointy. Yeah, I don't like it. It's uh, it's way too pointy. It gave me very much Court of Owls mask. Yeah. It yeah. had that shape to it because it was very oval as well. And the Court of Owl masks, because of the way the beak came out on them, came out yeah. like that on the front. Yeah, it's 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 a weird look. But again, I think that's just that animation style. It's yeah. just how they've chosen it's, to go with it. Like, yeah. Um, it's that very hyper stylized. I do prefer it over the very first one. It, it like it. That's a style I I do quite enjoy watching. But but story wise, I really quite like this one because it's a nice little tight story. He goes and meets Lucius Fox at the start because there's something wrong with one of his satellites. Through that, develops a potential anti bullet force field. Yeah, because and- I, I like the fact that he's like, oh yeah, we were just testing the satellite by taking photos of these two yachts, and then our satellite mysteriously imploded. Well, I think that just afterwards. I I think it's to do with they're hiding out on the yachts. No, no, no. They they use the gyroscope to move the satellites in space, and the yeah. gyroscope is what causes the the electromagnetic EMP. pulse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He goes out, does his golf thing. That's um, fun. That's fun, and then goes and hunts down the Russian, and his force field works a bit too well, and somebody gets a bullet to the shoulder. Yeah, and then D takes him off. Saves him and goes back to Sort Lucas of saves like, him. I mean, because like in fairness, when he takes him to the hospital and he's like, I got a guy with a bullwind. And then he's like, here you go, yeet. Oh, when your man's running away. And yeah. he like fires the, uh, I can't remember what those things are called that go around your feet. Uh, a bolo. Is that what they're called? 
if it's a string, I think it's a string with the two or a rope with the two bits on the ends. I think yeah. it's a form of bolo. Wrap around your feet and you trip yeah. up and land on your bullet wound if you're this guy. Yeah, like shoulder first into a yummy. But the ending is what I really like because it's very. Yeah, when he gives Batman-y. it back and he's like, "We can't use this." It works. Yeah, it works, yeah, it works too, too well. well. I I have to be my I have to be the one putting my life on the line. Not Which anybody else. kind of does bring you back as well to is it in that movie when he's got all the phones set up no that's in the next one that yeah that is in that but so it's a little bit of a setup going into that I hadn't connected those two actually no and um, given that this came out in 2008 it's possible that the writers of this might have had a a sneak peek at what Nolan was up to and worked that in but also the fact that Bruce does have some equipment developed that turns out to be a dud and you see that later when he tests things Mm. so it's nice to see it from early on yeah no I do I think field test is the first one of the ones that I think is a bit stronger well we bet both don't like the first one no no field test is stronger it's nice to see Bruce as a as a person Bruce as Bruce Bruce is Bruce because yeah. Bruce is Bruce is the disguise well yeah but he, even when he's Bruce he's still trying to do good because you've got that bit where he's talking to the developer about yeah the, the, he's like oh I love the way dealings. you're trying to like redevelop an area and the first thing you do is put in a golf course yeah and then you find out he's potentially involved with the murder of an activist yeah who didn't want um, him just, just from Bruce's the way Bruce says it but it's all it's it's still Bruce being a good guy and charming Bruce, and flirty oh no but and, good yeah. as in morally good yeah and it's nice that you get to see because he does Bruce have trying the, to do good he does he's like he expresses concern over his name being attached to anything mm. like that and Lucius Fox is the one who points he, he's already on the job but he knows that Lucius was supposed to be playing golf with him and Lucius had said no because I his name's getting a bit too muddy for my liking yeah yeah I like there's there's little things like that that go throughout the individual stories because at the start of the second one there's a a new story playing yeah and they mention the satellite getting launched yeah and then later on in the Deadshot uh, episode you get or like Deadshot story mm. you get the closure on the the developer guy because he's actually one of the people who hired Deadshot to kill the activist and yeah. Bruce gets that information or Batman gets that information when he captures Deadshot. But I I also appreciate Lucius Fox at this point because it's nice to have a character that Bruce can be human with. Mm. And is he? Oh, he is in the first film. He is in Begins. Isn't yeah, he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you don't get Alfred until the very end, so it's nice to have another kind of familial. Mm. Somebody Bruce is actually friendly with. Yeah. And even though they're still playing the I I don't know and you don't know and we're not going to say anything out loud because then you can't get in trouble if anything yeah. happens game. Yeah. Which I do enjoy the the nice, the delicate dance. Mm. And you see a little bit of it between him and Gordon in the next one in, yeah. in Darkness Dwells. Gordon in this is a bit of a hard ass all the time. Like they don't really make Gordon a personable figure which he generally is uh, yeah it is it is far more about batman and i think that's probably why i like where field test starts because the first two stories are batman from a third person perspective yeah and it's, all the it's rest like of them it's the are, myth and the legend all the rest of the four are from batman's batman, perspective yeah. and yeah um yeah gordon doesn't really get a look in unfortunately no i and it is alfred until the very end no but it, it is sassy alfred at his finest uh, i don't know I, his finest but no but get I, some sassy I love a sassy alfred oh moment. of course of course but none of this one no it's uh in darkness dwells is the one where he goes after croc and scarecrow can i just play a croc look shit uh croc look shit batman's, scarecrow, I, scarecrow, batman's face looked shit batman's face 
there's I'm gonna have to find the picture when you put the tweet up and there was a girl who made a sculpture of a clay face yeah. and it was magnificent and then she dropped it yeah yeah and that is what his face looks like it looks like it looks like the lower part of his cowl is four sizes four sizes yeah, too small it's like and he's pushing all his cheeks forward did you, oh who's your little bad yeah it looks ridiculous this is do you also, know what he looks like you know that do you remember there was the bat metal yes he yes, looks he like looks that. Like Batman from Batman. Okay, yeah. so that's just, so when I tweet about this episode, I have Wait, to put Link. the picture of Batman from oh. Gotham Knight. Yeah, and the, the picture Bat-Metal. of the Batman and then the smushed the, face, the smushed clay head. <laughs> this is also the episode where we get um, the pneumatic underground coffin system. Yeah, because uh, that's where Scarecrow set up shop. I don't. I because when the when the you mean I'm the surprised Joker guy. hasn't taken it over because that seems like a Jokery type like pneumatic tube system. Hello. Certainly, if if you said there's no mole Bat- man in the in Batman, so if you said what Batman villain lives in the underground pneumatic pneumatic coffin, coffin system, to- I wouldn't have said Croc. No. Now, if you said sewers, I'd have said croc. Well, it kind of makes sense with croc as well, because then he's just getting, you know, meals delivered, Fresh to, meat. delivered to his door. True, true. It's but the yeah, original door dash. When, when, your man, when Batman meets the the homeless guy underneath in the, re- in yeah, the, the, in train the tracks. Yeah, in the, the ghost guy, station. Yeah, and the, he says, oh, about croc, he says, oh, he's down there. I saw him head towards the coffin railroad. Yeah. I thought that was going to be some sort of euphemism. Well, no, there is a co- well. There's a Coffin Railroad that used to run through London, going out to the suburbs, um, because that's where the cemeteries were. Yeah. And I believe the original station still exists, but it is now something else. I think it's actually a museum. But there, it was there were Coffin Railroads so in the, old the logis- cities because the you had to be able to get them out. The cemeteries couldn't obviously be in the, in in the populated areas; they were yeah. generally out in the outskirts. So you did get them. So the logistics of coffin transport is a serious business. Yeah. And not, not to be joked it has about, to be, In fairness, actually, it's the best situation because it has to be fast because you've got to think embalming techniques weren't that good. So you don't want stuff stinking up the city. I just can't get past shooting coffins around in pneumatic tubes, to be honest with you. Into space. Tubes. Tubes. You're older than you said <laughs> you, you were. Are. better than you said you were. <laughs> and if you weren't, you will be at the end. Okay, so... Um, because there's just a brick wall. <laughs> pneumatic coffin systems aside, what... what did, what did we like about this one? And also, if I did, you had again, it, no, I didn't. I didn't really like the animation in this one. Oh, sorry. I just had it like if it was in Futurama, it was above ground. <laughs> yes, and, and clear, so you could see all the coffins zooming around the place. Oh, uh, yeah. No things we liked about this one then. Backlogs would be horrific though. Uh, oh, that opening shot is kick-ass with Gotham with all the what fire. Shit on fire! Oh, who cares? It's Gotham. It looks fast. <laughs> it looks fast. I have to say, actually, no. In terms of how Gotham looks in these. I yeah, don't like the first animated sequence, but when the the girl is telling her story, I really like the way Gotham looks. And the kid who's up on the tower. The kid who's up on the tower, that big fucking, that was very Tim burton with yeah, like the big uh, lines and stuff. But the way that her story looks, it's very kind of old New York suburbs. I was going to say turn of the century, ten, turn through of the century, century New York, by which I mean 19th, 20th century, that turn, not like 1920, 20th, 1910s, 1920s New York. It had that kind of no, look No, I just to mean it. another century has turned since we would have used that I know, phrase. I know. But it's, a, and it's all that kind of really like golden hour colour where yeah. it's all warm, which is nice to see in a bat, because all the rest is very dark, so her mm. one stands out because it's quite warm. It's also in the middle of the fucking day and it's a bat flying around. Mm. But Never mind. Yeah, no, Gotham looks 
pretty cool on that one but Gotham at the start did yeah the Gotham at the start this one is well. it's cool it's like it's fucking cool. Judge Dredd Scarecrow also looks particularly cool Scarecrow's head looks good but the rest of him I always feel like the rest of his costume lets him down because they always put him in that like red flannel with the old patchwork pants and like Wurzel Gummidge did it better he reminded me of the Scarecrow in Judgment on Gotham yeah when um, Judge Dredd comes to Gotham yeah he's um, got that kind of overly cartoony look to him and mm, Scarecrow I did like it I think considering the Killian Murphy Scarecrow the mask on that I really liked even though it's a little bit bright burny mm. um, I liked that where you just had a kind of the, the distorted face with the eye and I'd like there's yeah. better I've seen him done better yeah he tends to verge into cartoony a well, lot maybe, maybe it was just because Croc was so shit Croc just Croc looked I worked out what Croc looked like Croc looked like Martian Manhunter when he's in one of his Mars alien oh, like types morphing around yeah when he does one of his I'm going to be a big scary monster to scare people yeah, no. He I, didn't look like a crocodile. Uh, I'm or like what a person with that skin condition would look like. He did. He was just well, this weird. No, but he was just like he wasn't like a person who's like insane, and he wasn't like a crocodile hybrid thing. Plus, he's only in it for that one fight, and then Batman shows off. the thing in his yeah. face, and he shoots fire, and then runs off, and then he fights Scarecrow. And it's like, oh, Scarecrow is going to be the bad guy in this one. Okay. It, yeah, it's not. Yeah, this one's not yeah, a Killer either. Croc was like um, disappointed for what they made him aid to be. It was quite disappointing. Mm. The escape from that one is fun because he's trying to rescue that priest. Well, and that's what directly leads into the next one yeah. as well. And that's where you get. But the he's last just like, oh look, there's of... a methane leak. Let me shoot it. But <laughs> yeah, the giant pipes. <laughs> and they're standing on that big column in the middle, and like shit's just crashing down around them. What? And he for sure drowned a half a dozen people. What? I, yeah. <laughs> what I do like about that one actually is it starts with when Gordon gives. Or sorry, Batman gives Gordon the earpiece and is like, don't yeah. bother trying to track me. It'll oh, be because I've put all this shit in it. It's like, no, you didn't. You bought it for five ninety nine down battle. in the warehouse and like you just oh, it's are Batman. He he he's You're just hoping that nobody but fucking it, tries. It starts with him being all like, Don't try to track me and at the end when he's handing over the cardinal to Gordon in the helicopter, Gordon's <laughs> like, Come on, get on and he's like, Maybe next time. I'm pretty sure so he drained that cardinal too on the way out. Well, he he came very close to it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when he passes over the cardinal, he's like, ah, oh, you know, maybe next time. So you are starting to see did, a little bit did of Did you catch more... the cardinal's horrendous accent? Unfortunately, yes. Because <laughs> the cardinal said, I can barely breathe in a oh, terrible Jesus. accent. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I can barely breathe. <laughs> and I said out loud, I wish you couldn't. Um, <laughs> next. <laughs> next. Is working through pain. Which I, is probably my favourite of the bunch. Working through pain, yeah. Yeah, that is the one where it's following directly on from the last story. Bruce has been bitten in the shoulder by Croc. Yeah, he's a little bit worse for wear. Yeah, bleeding out a bit and is trying Honestly, to, to work through Honestly, no wonder so pain. many of his villains work out where he is. Because he just bleeds all over the city. Yeah, um, are any of them... Like, the fact that Bane's the only one who's ever shown up at his gaff is amazing. Is Bane a doctor? Is, is he a doctor of forensics? No, Bane's just smart. No, Bane's one of the non-doctors. Oh, is he a non-doctor? As far as I know. Ah. But yeah, the, the, I like no, the... No, Shabane's a luchador. Uh, but yeah, no, I like the story of this one in particular. Again, the animation style is still that kind of anime-y. It's not as... Yeah, well, it's the whole, like, Bruce never has learned and Bruce is basically give me all the stuff and fuck the philosophy that's what um, I really like about this and that, one is it's, that does it's, come across a lot like Bruce is a hypocrite Bruce is like I, well it's w- not even that he's, he's hypocritical willing, he's, he's just he wants to cherry pick what he learns what he learns yeah and it is very much atypical nowadays he would do MMA well 
Probably, yeah. But yeah, he, he used, lacks discipline. He 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 wants to use the knowledge and forget about the philosophy or the spiritual aspect behind it. Yeah, and, and in and he really in this you get you, you get the selfish side of him. I don't even know. It's it's, it's selfishness towards his goals, and it's kind of a closed mindedness. He, but it's the, his lack of consideration of others in this. Yeah, well, the, he doesn't. He doesn't. He very much still has spoiled little rich boy. Well, yeah, because you see like that when he first finds me. out that the, the fake heirs won't teach him yeah. because he wasn't and honest. And he's like, I'll he's tell, like, oh, I'll, about I'll just money. pay them however yeah. much I want. It, you do get the very much the I the spoiled little rich boy whose parents died, wah, 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 like, and give me what I want. Um, and this is and, him starting to grow out of it and get some harsh truths. And yeah, when he goes, when he first goes to see Cassandra, she's like, well, why didn't she's they want to teach him? white. <laughs> but she's like, why didn't they want to teach him? And then he is, he's, he's fairly arrogant at the start of the story. And uh, by the end, when she's basically telling them to go, he's like, yeah, I can't argue this. It's, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've got what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, it ended bad. Yeah, but sorry, Cassandra. Like, I fucked up your whole life now. Cheers. Yeah. Cause it, that is one of the, it's, it's, it's a starting a long line of women he, he puts in danger. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to see. It's, it's, not maybe you don't know how much hassle it's created for her but Bruce has definitely created hassle for this woman yes she has and he would like to stay and help but he can't and he knows he can't and she's made it clear he can't and he just has to kind of deal with the fact that uh, sometimes I make things worse yeah yeah meddling sometimes doesn't make things better yeah he can't always make things better and um, and sometimes what looks wrong to him isn't necessarily like what he thinks is the wrong thing to or the right thing to do isn't necessarily always correct yeah and and it's it's nice that he's and he doesn't have to fight all the time that's the lesson he he misses in this because when he's reflecting on uh, like as he's working his way through the sewers to make his way back to Alfred he's Mm -hmm. like having these flashbacks and there's a bit where she says or he asks her why doesn't she leave if she's just getting this hassle and she says well it's where I belong mm. isn't there somewhere that you feel you belong and it cuts back to Batman in the sewer standing on a whole load of trash bags and I couldn't help but laugh but I think that is the point that trying yeah. to get across that Batman is thinking back on this and feeling like this is where I deserve to be yeah you're down playing around in the mud yeah I deserve to be down here in the mud doing the dirty work and, and being miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and I I just, I like, I think that's what I like about Field Test and what I like about this one is it's more so It's self-reflective of, of Bruce and his own motivations to it because the whole point of this is that they, they won't teach him because he's driven by revenge and anger mm. and he's not willing to let those go. Yeah. And his inability to let them go means he reacts with violence. Yeah, yeah. Which is what happens with Cassandra is he's not willing to let, even though she's not doing anything and she's, and she's told him no, not I'll to do anything. This. And his reactions lead to her being injured. Mm. And Well, he, do, he she gets hit before he comes outside and she's about to get further hit. Yeah. But she's perfectly okay with that. Yeah. In the same way that... Because she's, I'd like to the they'll get is, bored and they'll leave her alone. They're doing it for a response. If they don't get a response, they'll stop it. Yeah. Now, now they're going to come back. Back, yeah. Because they're going to have to prove something. Yeah, they didn't get the and response the they wanted. And the next time they but, come back yeah. may not be. Yeah, and she, her only option might now be to move. Yeah. From the place where she belongs. Yeah. Well done, Bruce. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think I really like working through pain. It might be my favourite of the, the six stories. He looks like such a little fucking shit in his Hawaiian shirt with his five At little goatee stripes. Little- 
his five little dots and his sunglasses and he really and is giving Ronnie. he really is giving that fucking spoiled rich kid yeah but I I think probably my favourite I like Deadshot yeah. too I like the last one I do enjoy Deadshot but that's just because I actually really like the, the way Deadshot looks in it Yes, Deadshot looks great. I really like the way Deadshot looks at Batman looks particularly good in it as and well. And it's a very Batman-y kind of classic yeah, Batman-y feel to it. And it's nice that you, you get the last story you are going It's a out. bit action-y. Yeah, it's basically a, a big fight on a train. Yeah. <laughs> it's a few minutes of setup and then a big fight in the train. Because, yeah, what is Gotham without the elevated train lines that are yeah. all horribly dangerous and are constantly blowing up? You get a couple of Deadshot setting up some very nice impressive shots. Yes. Uh, well, two in particular. He looks great. You get some sassy Alfred. Oh, can I point out there is, um, if you don't like, um, any form of animal cruelty or violence, even in cartoon form, there is a mongoose snake fight in the previous one. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it, like, that's it, where you get to see Indian murder face. I nearly forgot oh, yeah, about Indian, Indian murder, murder face. face. <laughs> if you watch, <laughs> if you watch, um, Metalocalypse, the, when, in in working through the pain, there's a bit at the start where Bruce is finding out that the fake hairs won't teach him, and he's watching a manga snake fight. That's the bit I was guy, saying. Like, if you don't like, it, I actually don't like it because I can't even watch. I couldn't even watch but, fucking Rampage. But never mind that, because there's a guy to the right hand side of the screen looks who looks like, like Indian murder face. face. But um, yeah, no, back to dead shot. <laughs> yeah, no. If you don't like that, there is a scene in that. It 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 is a bit. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that the hit's not actually on Gordon. It's just to draw Batman out as well. Yeah, because Batman's the hit. Although we do get a flashback to Batman's parents being shot, which I can uh, do without. I mean, it's like, it's less than 10 seconds, but I God know. damn it. Especially if this just is... Just once. Just once. Especially if this is supposed to be set between the two Nolan yeah, films. Yeah, we know. We just saw it. We just saw we it. We know. His parents <laughs> died after the Mask of Zara. And, and Batman's... And I don't care whenever they update the movie. It's always well, Mask no. of Zara. No, because it wasn't in... Was it not Mask of Zara? No, he just goes to see Deflatermus. Oh, is he? They go to the opera yeah, and he gets scared by the bats because he fell down the well. Yeah, and they go um, to see Deflatermus. Which is a kid's opera anyway, and pussy. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Fuck but, your trauma. But the, the, his, his little monologue about also, guns. Also, his dad in that is the purifier from the Chronicles of Riddick. That's right. We were trying to think about where he showed up recently and yeah. couldn't. Dr. No. Dr. Thomas Wayne, who I would love to have seen as alternative Batman. Because think about how good he is as the purifier. Yeah, he would have been an interesting Thomas Wayne Batman, yeah. all right. But no, the, his little monologue about, you know, when Alfred brings in the box of guns or the, the paper bag it's full of guns. It's a paper bag full of guns. And that's a very solid clunk. And, and guns do weigh an awful lot. Especially and when there's a big fucking bag full, full of them that's them. just like, brown paper. And he just wanders in and like, hoof onto the table. And it's like, fuck me, what's that paper bag made out of? I don't know. Because it's clearly not paper. And then he's like fucking having his like weird jack off thing with the gun. When That's he's like, it. The, the beauty. Heft. The heft. The heft. The yeah. power. The power of God. I, I, yeah, it's that, a bit weird. Yeah. And then he's like pointing it around and I, he's got his gun on the trigger. He's got his gun on the trigger. Or, sorry. He's got his finger on like through on the trigger and it's like anybody who's ever been trained in any sort of sidearm or gun whatever they know that you don't, don't do, do that. Th- that well, and he's pointing it at Alfred. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm glad we get to see Alfred in this one. <laughs> yeah, Alfred is, has no time for any of your shit. Yeah, and as you said, Deadshot looks great. 
Deadshot looks brave. There is a great bit though where he's like, Alfred, help me. You're going to have to help me up. And it's like, no, I can't. I no. can't swim. <laughs> that, no, that's the end of the last one. Yeah, can't swim. That's, that's the whole thing of he, him actually not feeling deserving of when Alfred comes to save him. He's like, let me help you. And he's like, I can't. Um, no, <laughs> I can't swim. You'll just I have do, to save me. <laughs> I do. The last two, I think, are probably my favorite. Working yeah. Through the Pain and Deadshot. The only thing that I think I don't really like about Deadshot is there's a couple of bits where... Oh, Deadshot! for sure dead when he wangs him off <laughs> when he's got him hanging off the side of the train that's, and he gets hit off that buttress that's just I'm some funny sorry. shit sorry that guy's brain is officially scrambled egg and there's a bit and he's like don't kill he's me he's like don't kill me he's like I was just and he pauses for a second and then says doing my job and it's almost like he pauses and goes he's about to say I was just following orders and then goes no that's what Nazis say dead yeah. say something else but no, no, what I don't like about it is when there's a couple of close-up shots of Deadshot and Batman talking and it does not match up to what they're saying <laughs> at all. But I saw a thing in the trivia that normally for the Batman, for Batman, the animated series, they did all the voice acting first and then the animators did and the animation. they did it the other way around. But they did it the other way around for this and it, it doesn't show particularly bad except for in this one. Yeah. That's the only thing that I really don't like about it. No, this one I do. I enjoy the feel of it. It's very much kind of like old school Batman. Mm. I do love there's the, as they're coming, the two trains are passing each other, coming up to the shot and you're, it's from Deadpool's perspective. Oh, and he slides open like Or Deadshot. Deadpool. Whoops, wrong franchise. Yeah. And, and he slides open the door and you can see it coming. The, you get the, the, the high speed. Passing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gearing up the shot and then it follows the bullet. Oh, and the incredibly that realistic. Is, incredibly realistic butterflies in working through the pain that were so realistic that our cat, cat nearly wanted to jump at the projector screen yeah that wouldn't have been fun <laughs> the cat went fucking mental so no there are, there are bits of the animation that I really appreciate but it's it's more like backgrounds and stuff like that like we said with Gotham looking yeah. particularly cool there's a couple of bits of it that really remind me of very early like MTV's 90s animation like in the Eon Flux Eon kind of. Flux that, that feel yeah it, it's a very anime style overall which I don't normally go in for I just don't watch a lot of anime I've nothing against it um, there but, are certain styles that, that I like but some of them can be very jarring especially like the, the over exaggeration that first one is jarring yeah none of the rest of the it's animation it's just the really legs if me. you just ignore them all from the waist down it's, no I can't it's too much for me the, the, yeah. none, of, none of the rest of the animation puts me off but that first one puts me off yeah anything else about the, the overall that, that we particularly liked or didn't like no, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would because I again it's that first one puts me off so much, but the story through it, and I actually I always forget that it's it's six stories. Yeah, I thought it was. Because, I think I said it was five because last it week. feels like it's one and then two more because the rest of them do work so well together. Yeah, it's like and the animation styles are slightly different but flow into each other, so it goes from. So, where the kids are really, really harsh and exaggerated, it slowly softens to slightly more realistic. Yeah, and that's the kind of separate one, whereas Crossfire and Field Test are more linked together. Yeah. And then there's kind of a break, and you get a newer, a different animation style within Darkness Dwells. Yeah, and so it goes from this quite... kind of over-exaggerated from the kids' storytelling mm. to becoming more realistic as the story kind of goes along. Mm. And then, yeah, in Darkness Dwells and Working Through Pain are quite linked together, and then Deadshot is... The last one, it, it's kind of a standalone, but it links back bits of all of them together because Deadshot is coming after him because he's causing the Russians and all these gangs hassle. so much hassle. 
Um, and then is also linked with the developer guy because that's who also hired Deadshot. It just, it caps it off nicely. Yeah. And yeah, I think there was, especially compared to the things I said last week, there was a lot more for me to in this to appreciate than I thought. Tended to be more the narrative stuff. Yeah, it, the story arcs throughout it are, are interesting because you're getting to see a, a good look at Bruce's psyche especially, in the early stages of Especially then at the end of Deadshot when he says, and, and when he goes into it, I was like, oh, because he's like, I swear, it was just like being back in that alley. But he says, I feel like I've been chasing those two bullets my whole life and then says it's a fool's dream and almost seems to be considering giving up being Batman altogether. Yeah, well, that's kind of a, the crux of year one as mm. well is, is it too difficult to continue? Yeah, and, and, and he's kind of been thinking back in the previous one about the stuff with Cassandra and, and everything that's gone on in the yeah. previous stories. And yeah, no, overall, I, I do like I prefer the addition of Cassandra as a mentor, a female mentor that gives him a life lesson mm. as opposed to, I was going to say Monica Bellucci, but it's not Monica Bellucci in the third one. Oh, it's forehead to taste. It's Marion Cotillard. <laughs> <laughs> however you pronounce it. Forehead uh, to taste. Forehead to taste. Um, in the third one in the story. Oh, as Talia. Other, yeah. Because I love Talia. I love the character Talia. I would love to have seen what... Talia. It's not her fault. I'd love She's to have seen Talia. what she could have done with a better written Talia. Yeah. But I think that the story of this, of him fucking over somebody who is older that he respects... Yeah, somebody who has been a teacher or a mentor. To him who has taken him in and is doing, you know, she knows that he's, they've declined to teach her and he tells him the story that she snuck in as a man. Yeah. And that's how, you know, she's managed to do this. But her, she did it for the right reasons and she's still been removed. Yeah. As opposed to the story. And she she even says, I failed you. As opposed to the story in The Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Yeah. Of the kid who's persevering to get out. Yeah, well, uh, I know that our feelings about the Dark Knight Rises yeah. are, are, it's not great. They did tell you, so dirty. Uh, yes, yeah, oh, oh, Bane. No, we're not getting into it. No. We're not getting into it. <laughs> I like Tom Hardy. I think but, Bane could have been better. Uh, yeah. No, but this, um, has, um, it is a bit of a mixed bag. There's three <laughs> that I quite like and there's three, two that I meh about and one that I really don't like. No. Um, Still but it worth is, watching be, if you haven't seen it because it'd be interesting if you're going to go back and watch all three of the Nolan movies whack this on in between yeah it would be, it would actually in it between would, the it first sit, and the second one just to give you like a, just it, a little fill in of the situation because there's a bit of a time gap between the first and the second one mm, I know yeah no it fits nicely in between them yeah. I will say actually I hadn't kind of considered that uh, in that sense yeah they would they're a nice addition because in fairness that's how I watch Riddick it's a pitch black Dark Fury. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, play, in its right place, actually, in context, it probably is a, some of the story stuff would be a bit better. Yeah. Um, it on its own. some wrapping up as well of, of um, these ends. Yeah. On its own, a bit of a mixed bag. If you like anime more than we do, you might love it. Yeah. It's still worth a watch, I think, definitely. Yeah, no, it it, it it's fun to see because it early, early life, Bruce, you don't really get that much of like the early years, like year one, year two, but him grappling with this persona and this mission is always makes for an interesting dynamic to the story. Yeah, and there certainly hasn't been much in the way of um, live, not live, but like feature length adaptions of it. No. You know, and plenty in the comics, plenty in, him in cartoons. Use his persona as Bruce 
to affect change, beginning that to was bring really nice, that yeah. in. That was a really nice addition in field Because test. that is, that's something I appreciated in the Nolan films, that Bruce was as important as Batman. Mm. Um, the things that Bruce did were having a, as an, as much of an effect as the things that Batman was doing and yeah. seeing the beginnings of that of him being able to mesh the and, two together and having having Kevin Conroy be the one that's there as well it, it was I'm, it not, I'm not gonna lie adds, it's a little bit jarring when you have like literally 12 year old looking Bruce and Kevin Conroy's voice coming yeah, out yeah. of it yeah it, that's, that's probably the, the hardest thing about Field Test is K- like, K-pop <laughs> Bruce with K-pop Bruce with Kevin Conroy's yeah. Batman voice is yeah it's a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> but no I think that that about wraps it up for Gotham yeah. Night 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 we mentioned last week that we were doing these in order but we were skipping the new frontier because we we want to we want to wait until we can watch all the good special features on that so that means that next week is wonder woman yay steve trevor yeah looking forward to that one looking forward to that i love steve trevor (laughs) but thank you for joining us today guys in the meantime if you want you can head back and listen to our previous rants we did Superman Doomsday last week and we have dipped our toe. The old one. Because there's yes. two. Yeah. We have dipped... Well, no, the other one is called The Death of Superman. Oh, yeah. Um, we dipped our toe on animation before when we did a Don Bluth month. Yep. And we have many other episodes and all other podcasts about the boys where you can check out some of that stuff too if you'd like. Or you can come and chat with us on Twitter because I will not call it that other stupid name. No, why? He won't call his daughter by her name so why should we call his thing by... Yeah, and he's a big old twat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can come and chat with us on Twitter at RantsMono, on Instagram at MonoRants underscore the underscore boys, or you can send your own rants to MonoRantsPodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week. Bye bye. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are MonoRants. We are One Accord Level 2 Podcast. This is Jesse from Sudden But Inevitable and Open Pike Night. This is Sci-Fi.